Now that you're not being funny, is anyone wanting lemonade? everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, The Christmas Chronicles. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like The Christmas Chronicles, we're in town early this Christmas, which is uh, technically true because we're reviewing a film about Christmas Eve on the second week of December. It huh? is. I well, always I, like it when yeah. someone explains a, a pun. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you know it's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so if you've never heard the show before, why the hell not? Essentially, we are a, uh, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. But there's a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans, including a caption contest, a quiz, some questionable impressions, and some excellent style of film playing, with some banter included as well. So... This week's film on trial, as I said before, is The Christmas Chronicles. And just to say that it will be a very spoilerific episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, it's available on Netflix. So you can pause this, go and watch it, come back, or you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by Joel, which we'll highlight in the comments section below. Now, before we go on, the last film that we put on trial was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, I've put brackets, some sound effect from Star Wars or some shit. <laughs> Fantastic, brilliant. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Alex, you judged that trial and you decided that it should be placed on the shit list. Now, you've since gone away and rewatched the film. Do you think you made the right call? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation there. Pretty, straight pretty, into pretty, it. pretty resoundingly. Uh, I think a lot of what I, I think a lot of what Ozzy said was true, but it, it you know it did need to be different, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It was different, but in a very bad could have been, way. Could have been more finesse, maybe. Yeah, just just different choices, but better choices. And I think a lot of what Joel said was yeah was right was dead on. So yeah, pretty oh. shit film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, okay. So we're going to uh, move swiftly on then to the news. What was that? What was that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, and by the way, fucking no perfect. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, you played it right now, but it's going to completely mess up when you do it for live. If I jinx you, it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, tough love. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, so first things first, the trailer for the new live action adaptation of The Lion King directed by John Favreau was released last week. Um, and it's got the internet buzzing, to be honest. I think it's one of the most watched trailers of the year so far on YouTube. Uh, so essentially, this is a question to you, Dave, because you're a massive fan of the original Lion King. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to see it? How do you feel about Disney's live adaptations? Do you think that they're going a bit too far? Do you think that some films should just be left as the animations? Or are you excited to see it? Um, I'm excited to see it, to be honest. I think it looks really good. Um, someone did point out to me, though, it's like, can you really call this live action? When you know They're not real lions, are they? <laughs> they're not real lions. It's all CGI. But um, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a bit of a cash cow, Disney remaking the old animated classics into live action slash CGI action films. But I, th- I think the fans want to see it. I think it, it, there's a lot of buzz about these things. There's a lot of excitement. I think... This this could be good. I really do. I mean, they've got James Earl Jones back. You know, how bad can it be, really? Hmm. When they got James do you Earl really, though, want to see Simba's dad die? Well, in, this is what a few people have HD. said. This is exactly it. It's um, like, you know, this is yeah. going to be so much more traumatic with, like, a real-looking lion cub trying to wake, I, <laughs> wake its dead I father. I think the trailer looks awesome. It I does. read about the whole the, the Disney uh, remaking things. I don't know how true it is, but wasn't there something about that? That's what Walt Disney actually wanted, is that every 10 years or so you remake the film so that the next generation of kids get to enjoy the story. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that, I don't, it sounds truthful. I don't know if it's really true, but it sounds... Sounds like something he'd do. Sounds like a good way to justify <laughs> remaking probably, your film. Probably wake up his frozen head and ask yeah. him. <laughs> can't, can't, can't they just watch the original Lion King, though? It's a perfect... I don't think to say why kids wouldn't be able to just engage with that film. It's a pretty, yeah. cla- pretty timeless classic. That's what kids yeah. do. Kids love the, yeah, the yeah, old yeah, animated classics, you know? Yeah. Kids do love classics. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys both studied it. 
That's good. Yeah. And, uh, and John Favreau as well. I think he has been. He must be in really well with Disney. I think they've got a lot of faith in them. They they kind of asked him to start up the MCU universe, didn't they? Oh yeah. Uh, with yeah. Iron Man and I'm Iron Man Two. They also um, had faith in them with the with Disney's live adaptations because of the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also directing the Star Wars TV series, isn't he? Oh, is it? Yeah, The Man- Mandalorian, is it? Oh, right, okay. Yep. So, well, so, yeah, he's taking all Disney boxes, isn't he? Yeah. So, uh, so d- did you watch the live adaptation of The Jungle Book? I did. Yeah, I did uh, see that. Uh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Strange. Very strange seeing Christopher Walken singing along to uh, I Want to Be <laughs> Like You. But it, was, uh, it worked, to be honest with you. They did a really good job, and it filmed looked great. It was well directed. There was just enough... It was the same plot, same storyline, but they changed just enough that it yeah. felt fresh. You know, it felt like a, a different enough film. Yeah, know? it was good. I thought it was really good. It was quite dark, mm. I think, because it's more realistic. So Yeah, yeah but it, it worked. It worked, and hopefully this will work too. Lovely stuff. Okay, so moving on, uh, it was announced this week that Hugh Jackman is going to set off on a worldwide arena tour singing the songs of The Greatest Showman and some of his songs from Les Mis as well. So, I mean, Alex and Dave, you were heavily involved in our debate for uh, The Greatest Showman. Um, I, th- I think, I mean, Dave, I know it was up against you, but Alex, were you the judge? No, I was uh, I was a strong character witness. <laughs> with, with very strong feelings. I think the reason yes, I picked both of you two is because you've got strong opposing uh, views on, 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 the, on The Greatest Showman. Do you think that uh, this is a good idea? Do you think it's a bit of a cash grab? Um, I can't imagine Hugh Jackman needs the money, to be honest with you. He's, he seems to be doing okay. I can't, I don't think this will be a cash grab. I think it's just basically, you know, he started out on Broadway, didn't he, on the stage. This could be his way of just going back to basics for a little bit, you know, going back to treading the boards, doing what he loves. I think it's more of labor of love than it is a cash grab for him. And I think it's a good idea. I mean, the strongest thing about Greatest Showman, if you listen to our podcast, is it's the soundtrack. That is yeah. by far the strongest, the strongest, uh, arrow in that quiver and yeah why not exploit well i say exploit it you know maybe that's a bit bit cynical why not make the most of it and yeah go on uh go on the road with it alex no i i wouldn't <laughs> disagree i mean if you know we, the, the songs some people like from the greatest showman i didn't really to be honest but i think people will probably i don't know i'd be interested to see if people would want to go and see hugh jackman doing this particularly i'm not interested at all but um yeah to be honest it, i don't think it's for you it's though. not for me at all <laughs> yeah. but uh, to be honest I, I think anything that continues the the, the, the just the, the oh, i'm trying to think of a word that isn't bollocks about that that nonsense story about pt barnum if, if there's anything that just perpetuates that nonsense story then it kind of annoys me a little bit to be honest um i think if you said in the stage show by the way pt barnum was a terrible human being then that would make me feel a bit better but yeah I, I, I don't know again like i say it's not for me at all Okay, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens, won't it? Um, and it ruins his secret Santa that we've got him, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, Dave, just before we close off here, you wanted to give a little bit of a review of um, Wreck-It Ralph. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over Disney at the moment. Um, yeah, I went to see Wreck-It Ralph 2 at the weekend. And you know what, guys? Actually, really good. Oh, really? Really, really? good. Like, I'd say possibly better than the uh, the first one. All right, hey, cool. Anyone here see the first one? Yeah, Anyone? Yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah, it. Loved it, loved yeah. it. Yeah, I'd say this is actually uh, probably a little bit better. It is funny. I was genuinely laughing. I mean, obviously it's a kids' film, but they're, they're getting, they've gotten very good at putting in these jokes that you know maybe will only twig with adults, and it really works. Like, it I love the funny. trailer. The trailer looks great. So I'm it's brilliant. Watch it. And they're, they're quite self-referential in a way. There's like this end credit scene of this uh, little girl in the back of a car. It's just like oh, I'm a bit sad. I, I enjoyed the film, but they didn't include that bit from the trailer I wanted to see. And then they have <laughs> The whole credits bit where they put in a bit that they didn't fit into the film. <laughs> I thought it was actually quite a nice That's nod. I mean, because it, it's the internet, there's a bit where one of the characters goes to the uh, the Disney hub. I think it's um, Oh My Disney. I think it's oh, like the yeah, Instagram yeah. page for Disney. And um, yeah, so she visits that. And it's obviously it's obviously a bit of that Disney self-promoting or yeah. what have you. But there are bits in there where it's genuinely just like I, parodying itself a little bit. I read a review that was... It wasn't actually very good, but um, it was saying that the product placement is a little bit... Too it's much. blatantly product placement. It? It, is, it is Disney patting itself on the back okay. for, for a job well done, you know, yeah, but it's yeah. uh, it's still quite... It's They have a good little dig at themselves while okay. they're doing it as well, yeah. so I did like that. And uh, yeah, it's well worth a watch. It's, uh, if you like the first one, definitely go see it. If you didn't like the first one, give this one a go all the same. It's still pretty good. Lovely stuff. Well done, wow. Dave. 
I just got to say, by the way, it, that, that, some phrases that you use are just absolute gold. For yeah. <laughs> a, strong, a strong arrow in the quiver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you never hear that like, at this day and age. Like, you, you said something else the other day as well. What was it? Putting all the uh, lining all your ducks up in a row or something. Like, yeah. You just don't hear that stuff at any no, point. It's very nice. Back a... to a better time. Yeah. 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 I've, I've got some apothecary jokes. Am I pretty kind? Yeah. Well, Alex can't think of another word for bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, thank you very much. And speaking about Alex's bollocks, uh, we're on to <laughs> his section, uh, Film Feels. Alex. Hey! <laughs> Good one. You've been sitting on that for a while. <laughs> uh, okay. Simmer down. <laughs> okay, uh... So, Christmas film, we're not doing, we know, in the last few years we've done a whole season of Christmas films, but we, I think we're just sort of limiting it to one this year, maybe one or two. So I want to know, what's what's your worst Christmas film? We've always sort of said the films we like. What Christmas film do you just cannot stand? Can I go first, please? <laughs> I have one I need to say before anyone else says it. Love Actually is the worst film, and it is Christmas film, but it's also the worst film as well that I've ever seen in my entire life. There's no love in it. It's terrible characters. It's basically just like some sort of like Randy Lust rather than some actual like portrayal of love at Christmas. Say that again. Can't stand it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Randy Lust. I really Isn't like that the bit. Porn soothing and Randy Lust. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the bit as well where. Um... You know, and Andrew Lincoln trying to steal his best mate's girlfriend, yeah. and yeah. it's like, you know, it kind of makes it like isn't he sweet? But <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. But the thing is, both our wives absolutely love love actually, yeah, and I think yeah. a lot, lot, I think a lot of women love it as well. But I tell you what, film I was really disappointed with uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Like when I saw like the trailer, I thought it was going to be decent. <laughs> <laughs> I did have expectations actually uh, when I was that age I can't remember when it came out but I was looking forward to it because uh, you know like my spirit I hadn't known you that long and my spirit my spirit hadn't been I, slowly dwindled you. away <laughs> but I was disappointed with that um, and I am definitely one who you know watches Christmas films just for the sake of it sometimes so if the shit it doesn't bother me that much but that one is just unwatchable just hurt yeah anyone else? Uh, oh, I can, well, I was going to say I can't think of a Christmas film because most Christmas films are pretty poor yeah. for the be- for the most part. Keep, keep that in mind, Judge. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of up for a Christmas film because I'm in a good mood because it's Christmas. Shit. So, I don't know. <laughs> so you know me, I watch absolute shite all the time. And one of my favourite hobbies around Christmas is watching all of the really poorly made Hallmark Christmas films. Mm. <laughs> so it's, I, I, in fact, we had a quiz the other day and one of my rounds was, is this a true Hallmark film? The, the, the ones that are on like Channel 5. And that, yeah, 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 like a single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and, and I've seen some absolute guff, but I think the worst one I've ever seen, I don't think this is a Hallmark one, I just think this is just a horrible, horrible film. It's Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas uh, now it is it's it is absolutely awful. It's essentially about Kirk Cameron, the Kirk Cameron attending a party, and his brother-in-law is there, and his brother-in-law is saying, "Oh, I hate Christmas because it's too commercial, and it's all about buying expensive gifts, and it's not about Christ anymore." And Kirk Cameron essentially says, "Well, let me put the Christ back into Christmas," and then it's a sort of like it's a wonderful life, uh, but for Christians okay. and. It's just, oh, it's just, it's just so badly filmed and acted, and I, I know that the, the, you know, there's a religious message at Christmas. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they should be separate, but the way that it's presented in this film is just like hammered, hammered home. What sort, of, what sort of year did that come out? It only quite came out quite recently. It's oh, really? Not percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I think it's got about 1.4 out of 10 on IMDb. How many times have you watched it? Uh, about, about two and a half. <laughs> Fair play. Definitely what? Give, definitely give it a go. If you like terrible films like I do, then you will love this. Okay. And Dave, have you got one? Uh, not really. I think I try to avoid most Christmas films, to be honest with you. I really? watch them. I yeah. thought you'd have loved them. No, I actually haven't seen very many. And uh, the ones I've seen are like the ones I watched as a kid, which okay. I've got just like nostalgic memories of. So I think most Christmas films, even the bad ones, kind of get a lot of slack from me you know I, okay. I, I give them a lot of tether on that one 
even Santa with muscles that showed you the other night. <laughs> well, I only saw 10 minutes of that, so I'm not really, no, it, I can't really say I've watched that film. Is that a real is that film? Hulk, is, is that the Hulk Hogan one? That's the Hulk Hogan oh, is one. It? Oh, oh, yeah. awesome. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, we we'll oh, watched check, it the other night. Check it yes. out. Guys. I think I banished it from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, the ghost got the skateboard. No, that's a different horrible Hulk Hogan <laughs> film that, I, that I've shown you separately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for what it's worth, those 10 minutes were god awful. So. <laughs> oh, anyway, thank you very much for that, Alex. Can, can we not do that one ever? <laughs> okay, so on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is The Christmas Chronicles. Oh, I thought that was going to be longer. <laughs> Let me do it again. Sex. <laughs> That's the wrong button there. What did that say? Sex. What? Thanks. Sex. Oh, thanks. I thought oh, it said sex as well. I thought it said like one of those, um, thought, Yeah, thanks. Okay, let's make I, that clear. It's like one of those weird um, things where is it a white dress or a gold dress or something? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. It's two words at once. The no, funny thing was, I could see your phone and I saw it genuinely just move as you put your finger on it. It wasn't deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it should have been this. Right, okay. Anyway, it's, we're, we're doing they the were, Christmas Chronicles. They were very different sounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the, that was a, a clip of Kate Russell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it has been picked out of the hat at random, as have the roles this week. Uh, so in defence and trying to get this film placed on the hit list is me. Just like Father Christmas, I often break into people's homes and eat their cookies. And in prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list is Alex. Alex is a bit like the Grinch. He's hate-filled, joyless, and spends most of his time not wearing pants. <laughs> and just like real court advocates, Alex and I will be making the best case for our roles. This may or may not be our real opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts. In the roles of character witnesses and lending their genuine opinions to each argument to try and throw a little bit of extra weight behind them are our very own wet dream bandits, Joel and <laughs> Captain Dave. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Gav. <laughs> Is that the first time I've been called that? <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> Which means this week... Austin has the most important role as he will be playing the judge. Austin is a little bit like Scrooge. He works too hard and nobody likes him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Austin must decide. Uh, forget about that when you, when you come to the very Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Austin must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Now, before we get started, I think that we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So, let me Oh, I've lost it now. Spin the wheel of impressions. Okay, so this week it has landed on me. Uh, so what we try and do here is you read the synopsis in the style of one of the cast or characters. Did it land on you or do you just want to pretend to be Kurt Russell? I, <laughs> I, I want him to pretend to be Kurt Russell. So I, I took everybody else's name. <laughs> There's no way I could do fucking Kurt Russell justice. Anyway, uh, okay, right. Well, we'd like to hear you try. Yeah, we'd like to hear Kurt okay. Russell. Um, the story of a sister and brother, Kate and Teddy Pierce whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. I got new ones. I did get a bit of It was a bit shit, though. Let's not forget that. So without further hesitation, Austin, would you please kick off proceedings? Yes, okay, well, so it's Christmas film. Your defence, are you, Gav? I am, yes. Well, I always like to listen to the defence first, so I'm going to let you go for it. Good shit. Okay, right. So when I first heard that Netflix was producing a Christmas film produced by Chris Columbus and starring Kate Russell as Santa... It nearly made me come all ye faithful. And after viewing the film... <laughs> what the hell? After viewing... Ryan, I'm trying, I'm trying to do my defence here. I think I'm going to put Judge. this on the hit list. <laughs> after viewing the film, I can tell you it did not disappoint. <laughs> so the film starts with a series of videos... From, pull yourself together, Alex. From the Pierce family, as they celebrate Christmas through the years, we finally stop on Xmas Eve 2018, where we learn that the father of the family has recently died. The mother, Claire, is having a hard time trying to support her two children, Kate and Teddy, who are at constant odds with each other. The kids are brought together by a plan to catch Santa on film. They eventually do so and sneak aboard his sleigh. 
Surprised to find two kids on board, Santa crashes, and now he and the Pierce siblings must round up his reindeer, fix his sleigh, and hand out all of the presents before Christmas spirit is completely depleted. So the plot is as simple as that. Like many great Christmas films that have gone before it, it never tries to overcomplicate things and it never pretends to be anything else. The direction is really, really decent, to be honest. This is director Clay Catus's first live-action film, and I think he handles it really well. It may not be as polished or as slick as other directors, but for a first attempt, I think this is very impressive. He's worked as an animator on countless projects, including a lot of Disney films over the past 20 years, and that is evident throughout the tone of this film. It's lighthearted and it's very, very fun throughout. Caters perfectly captures the Christmas spirit in this film as well, which isn't an easy feat. Uh, but I would challenge even the most cold-blooded Grinches amongst us, <coughs> Brucey, to watch this film <laughs> and not feel very festive. Now, I think a massive contribution... Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, I swear. Uh, so I think a massive contributing factor to that feeling uh, and capturing the essence of, of Christmas is the superb score that's provided by Christoph Beck. Now, a composing veteran, Beck has provided scores to an eclectic mix of film and TV, from the Ant-Man films to Frozen and and even 58 episodes of Brucey's beloved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, but I, so, so yeah, you try and shit on that score now, mate. <laughs> I'm not um, <laughs> but I think he perfectly captures the essence of Christmas in his fantastic, light and joyful score with reminiscent nods to previous Chris Columbus films, Home Alone's 1 and 2. Considering that it is a Netflix-produced film, I thought that the special effects were of a really, really high standard here, to be honest. Maybe not like Lord of the Rings or Marvel quality, but definitely better than some of the big blockbuster films that we've seen at the cinema recently. Especially the sections with the reindeers in, which were fantastically rendered. Or should that be reindeered? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. on. I mean, you laughed at my cum joke, but not one about reindeers. Anyway, right, the action sequences were very well filmed, in particular the car chase scenes through Chicago. Uh, speaking of which, the cinematography and the location shots were great as well, and the final present-giving scenes gave you a good estimate of distance and time without dragging on too long. Uh, although it was its own unique film, it also included loving nods to other Chicago-based films, such as The Blues Brothers, Home Alone, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, all of which helped add a sense of familiarity to the product, which could, uh, which could have left you mistaken that you'd seen this film years before and it had been a fan favourite of yours for years. All in all, I think this was a surprisingly enjoyable festive film that had me feeling like it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Okay, so that was a, uh, an argument filled with flourishes and I think Gav's uh, really playing to his audience here. He knows what I'm into. So uh, hopefully you've got a few flourishes to counteract some of those I, arguments. Yeah, I'm a bit flourished out. Uh, I'll do my best, Ozzy. Um, is it mainly just the flourishes I'll be judged on? <laughs> Um, I'm going to give bonus points for a flourish, but I'm also going to keep the point scoring completely secret. So if you you just give me an argument and I'll see how I feel. If you smile at me nicely Uh, throughout the... Okay. Um, You know, uh, I I wouldn't disagree massively with what a lot of Gav said there. I'm going to say that this is an all right film. I'm I'm not going to say this is the worst film. It's not terribly directed. You know, the score, Gav is saying that it's, it's, it's really good. All I'm going to say is, like, let's rein it in, Gav, a little bit. Oh, hey. uh, he, he's going a little bit far. He's he's over-egging the Christmas pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it, it's a little bit too much. It, like, the score, I didn't remember. I don't remember it being bad. I don't remember it. Let's not talk about it in the same sentence as a Home Alone score, though. Come on, let's, let's, let's get... I let's didn't get say it was, like... I, I, said it had nods to the home alone score which mm. it which it does maybe maybe it does i didn't pick up on that and i don't remember i don't remember but again i'm not saying it's bad i am not saying it's a bad score i'm just saying that it wasn't that good the direction you know gav saying it wasn't amazing but then again it's a, a debut one but again i wouldn't i wouldn't disagree i wouldn't say it was bad it wasn't brilliant though let's you know there's things and the thing i'd disagree with what gav said most there is that it's got a, like a good tone all the way through it and actually i think on in little bits this this film's kind of tonally a little bit odd in bits like i think it introduces some pretty heavy themes like the the, the death of the father for example right at the beginning and you know 
even though it does bring it up a little bit later, sometimes that sort of makes it sort of makes this film a little bit dark in places, and then it sort of goes to the light again. And I don't know, it was an odd decision. I felt like the the problem that the family had maybe could have been a little bit lighter, and it might have fitted in with the tone a little bit more because you have all of these things, and they don't. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like they really. By the time Kurt Russell comes along and sort of starts being Santa, that's all forgotten about a little bit. And it, I don't know, it just sort of makes the whole sort of Christmassy, good feeling film a little bit strange. There's also, and I know this is only a little point, but there are just a few weird comedy moments um, that just don't really work at all. Like this is a film, yeah, Gav's saying it's a, it's a Christmassy film. There is a film, and yeah, maybe I'm taking it out of context, there is a part where an elf is about to castrate a, a boy with a chainsaw <laughs> wow. with a chainsaw do you know what i mean and and like it was like i mean i found it funny like don't get me wrong but it was still like what the f- like hang on a minute where's that come from you know it's just an odd thing to have done that i didn't find yeah it, 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 it sort of summed up a little bit the way this film has sort of like just missteps every now and again so you know gav touched on the film thing about it being a unique film my main point is mainly about how it's not so i'm not going to touch on that too much unique right film now or a eunuch film a un- <laughs> unique film. Oh, was he? Uh, so he didn't put him in the end so okay <laughs> so so i'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of leave it there to be honest i'm not going to say too much all, all i'm going to say is like gav's points yeah, he's, he's he's not wrong on a lot of them, but let's let's. It's not. This isn't a brilliant film. This isn't a memorable Christmas film. It's got all of those things that Gav's saying. It's just not as good as he's making out. Uh, I'll give you a quick rebuttal because that was a very short, uh, it was. <laughs> short, short counter argument. But we'll go with it. So I think that it's it's fine to include these these themes of like loss and uh, frustration, <coughs> and you know the kind of the fact that they're, they're dealing with the, the the death of the patriarch of the family. That, that, that's fine. When you think about like great Christmas films. Um, stuff like, like I don't know, like Die Hard, maybe the best Christmas film ever made. <laughs> uh, like Home Alone, Elf, um, yeah, the Santa Claus. They, they, they all kind of have themes uh, that are a bit real. Uh, you know so uh, in home alone there's the kind of the, the sort of breaking up of a family unit the same with like the santa claus that's um elf the fact that you know it's it's uh, he's going to find a father that never loved him and never wanted him you know so i think it's it's fine to include those themes because you know it's not a perfect world and a lot of the people who are watching that will have experienced the same things and i think it would have been a bit kind of just a, a bit mundane if it just would have been like oh here's two you know normal kids with a normal life nothing eventful has happened to them and then you know they get to see santa claus i think it, the, the shift totally of the worst thing that's ever happened to them has happened to them it absolutely devastating thing to happen at such a young age and then this magical event happens that takes their minds off it and i i think that that was great it was a good juxtaposition and the fact that it keeps on being brought up throughout and that you can it's it's kind of like saying no matter what happens and even if you have the most magical most extreme thing that can ever happen to you like meeting santa claus that's never going to take away the thought uh, uh, you know and the feelings that you've got about the loss that you've just experienced and that's why throughout the film there's like it's peppered you know uh, of reminders about the dad and reminders of what they're feeling and no matter what happens you're still going to be thinking about that because it, it never goes away okay um that's quite a good rebuttal um and i'm gonna carry on with that i'm gonna ask uh joel so on that note about um the setup so the premise of the story essentially is that um, these kids have gone through, uh, you know, a horrific event, essentially, you know, they've lost their father and, um, and then it's brought up throughout the story and you've got what should be, my feeling is probably a lighthearted Christmas film. Is it too heavy? Does it occasionally um, just feel a little bit too much? I wouldn't say it's too heavy. It, it just feels a little bit different. Like Christmas films are usually kind of light on the plot. Like, you know, there isn't much to them. It's just about watching them feeling festive, that type of thing. And this one kind of set it up a little bit differently um so it's it's definitely different and if you're not kind of expecting it then it does kind of catch you off guard a little bit and it does maybe dampen the christmas feeling a little bit but then you know there are scenes in there where it does feel kind of christmasy as well so i suppose it depends you know what you're used to and what you like okay um quick one on the score dave you're normally quite good at picking up on the score Mm -hmm. was it memorable I wouldn't say memorable. Was it detracting from the... No, not at all. It fit, it fit perfectly. It yeah. was a perfectly fine score to have, but it's like, 
you know, there's nothing wrong with the score, but it's not memorable. It doesn't, it's not going to stand out in your mind. You know, you're not going to find that on a Christmas round about, <laughs> about film scores. I, I'm not saying that it's like, you know, the, the new Jaws theme, but I'm saying that it added well to the film. You know, I think that the scenes in which the score was playing were, were just enhanced more and it captured that kind of festive spirit because it worked. of how well it, it was written. It worked. Like, the, the soundtrack is not going to fly off the shelves or be downloaded yeah. that's what kids do these days right they download stuff <laughs> or stream on their, on their stream phones. it i don't know <laughs> mm, don't, no, i don't trust it but um, <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack's not going to go to the top of the charts but it's it's solid it doesn't detract anything from the film it complements it yeah okay and then um some of the humor is a little bit um a little bit off would you rarely. would you go with that <laughs> really i know what alex is, is saying about the the chainsaw scene it, that is a bit like whoa where did that come from <laughs> it just <laughs> comes out of nowhere this got dark <laughs> like, the, the elves chase all the actual thieves out of this like little weird den they've got and they all run away and then they decide with the kid it's like get him and let's cut his balls off <laughs> they don't, with the elves the elves do not debate and say let's cut his balls no, off no no they just go straight to do it I mean they all they're, they're, just, they're all on board that's what elves do but no, it's, yeah that's a bit uh, that, that was okay. a bit of a wow moment but uh, for the most part they're few and far between yeah. for the most part I think it knows what kind of tact it wants to take okay okay um would you like to go for a, a round two on the arguments there, yes, Alex? Yes, yes. I did have a short one because mainly I didn't want to sort of uh, do my whole argument because Gav touched on something um, when he said this is a unique film, but, it, you know, I think you said, did you say it sort of like <coughs> borrows heavily or it sort of has, it's good because it um, reminds got, you of old. Yeah, I've got a uh, good storytelling with knowing nods to uh, other classic films. See, I would, I would, I saw it in a different way. I felt this was just very derivative film, to be honest. I didn't think it added anything new. And I think as a Christmas film, there's, it's a pretty it's a pretty big playing field there. And if you don't have anything new to add, then actually you're not going to stand out at all. You, you know, there's there's a lot that's just taken and a lot that's very predictable. And it makes it a little dull at times. It's the, like, let's help Santa save Christmas spirit. I'm not saying I want a very convoluted plot in my Christmas film, but that one's been done quite a few times. Like, that is not new. Let's do a little bit of more of a twist on it. And also, to be honest, just a little minor plot point is just... The whole thing starts because Santa is startled in his sleigh. Do you know what I mean? He's startled and he does not handle his shit well at all. Like, you know, every, <laughs> like do you know what I mean? He doesn't just go, whoa, there's people in my sleigh. It's like, wow, things go bad very, very quickly. Well, yeah, I mean, Santa- this guy's got 364 days to prepare for uh, yeah, this one day. If something goes wrong, yeah, he's, 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 got, he's lost it. it. You yeah, know what I mean? Much. Santa loses his shit completely. He only works for like one month a year, mate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's he's true. out I, of practice. That's I, basically I, what happens I, I, every I, year. He's just out of practice. I, I don't want to break any sort of hard <laughs> truths you hear, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so there's, so there's that there's a help santa save christmas spirit mm, you know not new but okay that's fine but then you add another thing there's all of these say what moments that going all the way through like look at the reindeer oh my god you know and it's like i can't believe my eyes look how amazing this is and that just goes on and on and on again it's i'm not saying it's bad it doesn't i'm not saying it's even terrible in the film but it's not again it's just stuff we've seen so many different times before it it, it isn't new the blues jam in jail is again, you know, and it's weird because I didn't mind it, but again, it's nothing new. So it's 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 there, but it's not something you can remember from the film because you can think of Blues Brothers. Or you're going to think of a different film where that happened yeah, yeah. in it before. It's just borrowing almost too heavily. Um, the elves in the film are just minions. Um, <laughs> they are just minions from Despicable Me. That is it. it, it this is quite a little bit cynical I feel they're just like going blah, 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 and they've all got the different little personalities and they're just mucking things up and I don't know part of me just felt it was a bit of a cynical let's grab the kids attention they're doing the floss and they're doing all of these very like current things that you know they, they know kids are gonna love so again I felt the elves weren't particularly new either um and you know the message of just like believe in yourself you know it, it just didn't add anything particularly fresh so like it's an odd one for me because I'm saying they're all good moments and you know the film's yeah, it's it's all right but is that you know it, it, does it make it a hit christmas film well for me a hit christmas film is something that has a bit of a creative spark that sort of st- sets itself out from the rest of a pretty crowded field that would make it a little memorable and i think the problem is that this film just plays it very safe it doesn't really do anything that's different it sort of doesn't do anything uh, exceptional and i think if you couple this with some pretty egregious product placement it begins to feel a bit more like a safe option for a christmas film rather than a heartfelt movie and i think a little bit of originality just a little bit of something in the in in there somewhere would have made this a little bit more of a warmer christmas feel okay okay so um essentially christmas by numbers what, um, what was the product placement 
uh, Yoohoo, all of the sweets they bring in at the, oh. at the time, there's just, just absolute shitload. Right. Everything we've just been eating from that bowl because you've been watching it for <laughs> exactly. a week. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, have you got any either a straight argument or a, a comeback to that? Right, just to yeah, rebut some of, of what Brucey said, I think it is hard to create a, a unique Christmas film, to be honest. I mean, how many Christmas films can you watch and say, like, that's completely original? You know, even some of the best Christmas films of all time have borrowed aspects from other Christmas films. I mean, you look at stuff like the Muppets Christmas Carol essentially you know like a, a Christmas Carol but told with Muppets that's that is a tale that's been told countless times but you know it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad thing it's just a, it's just a retelling um, like the Scrooge as well essentially that's the exact same thing and it's the exact same story even well, I mean, if you look that's, at sorry that's a remake of a Christmas yeah yeah Carol. but that, that's what I'm saying but it doesn't mean it's it's, it's you know it's a bad thing. Um, if you look at something like Elf as well, you know, like there's, there's things in there that were, were seen in uh, the Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus the movie. You know, it's it's kind of, it's themes that are, are going to be constantly used in Christmas films because it's, it's a very niche topic. So unless you go like wider the mark, Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, go on, finish. With, yeah. Like with something like Bad Santa, you are going to find these reoccurring themes and it's just about how you shape them. Yeah, but like Elf, for example, has enough of its own stamp on it to make it an original film that sort of sets it apart from the rest. I don't think this film does. But I think, I think it does. I think I would argue that it is an original film. Uh, in the you know it's okay you said about the christmas spirit i thought that bit was quite similar to elf but the fact that you know it's it's told from the children's perspectives as well the fact that like they're the real heroes in the piece eventually because you know santa's essentially imprisoned when you were saying about the minions um i actually quite like that you know what i'm fed up of in in films is like children playing elves or um dwarfs um playing elves or you know it's just the sort of it's 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 a reoccurring theme that just constantly happens with this they did something really original they were kind of like oh they are elves and you know essentially what should an elf be if you know something that could speak its own language and you know it was sort of like a cute little gnome creature how do you, uh, how do you feel about tall beautiful men playing elves um, so are you talking about Will Ferrell or are you talking about yourself in a, in a, a Lord of the Rings sorry <laughs> <laughs> I forgot not about Will Ferrell <laughs> yeah uh, and so, so I thought that that was actually a fresh thing that they did there and um, yeah I, I think it had enough fresh parts to it to make it a, sta- a standalone film obviously it's not like the best Christmas film ever made and obviously it's not the most original one but I think it's very hard to call a Christmas film original and fresh we talk about some of like original Christmas films or whatever or like the best one and they're from like decades ago when you know maybe the market wasn't so crowded or maybe we hadn't seen a lot of things before but as time goes on it's going to be harder and harder to create an original fresh unique christmas film that ticks all the same christmas boxes and you know gives you that you know christmas spirit that sense anyway but i, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the characters anyway i think that that um Catus has, has done a, a great job here of assembling like a really well-rounded and experienced but not too familiar cast so all of the supporting players they give good performances especially the peer siblings uh, kate and teddy the characters are very well written as well and um, but they are enhanced by the mature deliveries from the young performers uh, kate is played by darby camp who, who uh, i saw previously last year in big little liars if you ever saw that um i think she gave a really good performance here considering her age, balancing the devastation of losing her father with a determination to keep her family together and have a good Christmas. Um, it's, it's her idea to capture Santa on film, essentially. Um, Judah Lewis plays the older Pierce child, Teddy. He is angry at the loss of his family and has become withdrawn. After his, sit- his sister catches him stealing a car with his friends on camera, he's blackmailed into the plan, essentially. I, I saw him last year in summer of 84 and here he continues a really good run of performances. He gives a really nuanced take on the character who essentially goes through the grief cycle throughout this film. So he starts, he's really, uh, <laughs> I know you're looking a bit skeptical, but when you oh. think about it, he starts off really angry. The grief cycle. How, uh, how, how old is he? Um, I'd say he's supposed to be around 16, I reckon. Okay. okay. The grief cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, no, go. Anger, well, denial, the, 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 acceptance. Yeah, but yeah, I, I honestly chasing Santa Claus. I, I think it does. So, so like, it starts off where he's angry, angry at the loss of his fam, his father. Then it goes into denial. He's denying the fact that Santa exists, and he's denying that is like everything that his sister is talking about. He treats her like an idiot. Like Santa isn't real. Blah blah blah. And then you know, eventually there's acceptance. So Santa is real. I've seen the evidence. And then you know, and it kind of goes back and it forwards. It's you know the actual cycle where you know, goes back to 
anger at one stage he goes back to kind of um kind of trying to uh, sorry um but yeah i i think i think that it is it is uh, captured well to be fair i i think he does it well but um I've I, I got to give props to uh, Lamorne, Morris and Martin Roach as well who played the disgruntled police officers. I, I think they did a pretty good job. But this film is essentially all about one man, Santa, and he was expertly played by the world's greatest actor, Kate Russell. Um, put your hand down. Um, <laughs> now, I'm not going to... I'm going to try and take... Uh, uh, I'm going to try and take away my biased, undying love for Kate Russell out of the picture for one moment and comment on the genuine charm that he brought to the role. <laughs> I think you're bringing... It, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think you just put it straight back in. No, no. <laughs> I would have said the... You took it out, put it back in. Extremely handsome <laughs> charm that he brought to the role. And so the thing with, with, with this is you could tell that he was having an absolute ball. You could tell that he loved to play in Santa Claus and with that he just brought this incredible energy uh, to the role and it really risked, uh, lifted the rest of the cast and the crew every time he was in a scene with one of the extras like for example when he goes into the Irish bar you know, everybody just seems like they're, they're having a really good time filming the film and I think that that bring, helps bring that sort of Christmas spirit to it as well um, there have been fantastic uh, actors to step into the big boots of Santa Claus and Russell steps up to the plate and delivers expertly and to cap it all off there's this really touching and funny cameo from Russell's real life partner Goldie Horn at the end of the film who plays Mrs. Claus just came out of absolutely nowhere and I, I, I knew you'd love that and it was absolutely amazing to be honest I was like <laughs> jumping for joy at the, at, at the screen and um, to conclude well written characters are brought to life by superb performances from all attached but it is the turn of Kurt Russell as Santa Claus that'll give you a holly jolly feeling this ho ho holiday season Jesus. Wow. Okay. I'm going to let you do some rebuttals and I'm going to uh, jump to the. Uh, I'll be massively brief. Um, I, I'm not going to say Kurt Russell ain't great in this film. I, I, I quite liked him as Santa. I think he, okay. he's enjoying it. He's having a good time. And, you know, the thing, the problem is, he spends a lot of the film literally in a cage in this film. He's in prison for a good part of the film. Not not for all of it, but for a good part of the film. And I thought that was a really weird thing to do. I think, like, if you've got this Santa, you just want to see him out there. You know, like, for example, when the elves come and save him from the, the, the thieves. Why couldn't Kurt Russell have done that? That would have been much better. Like, in, and when he's in the prison cell, that's when you have the sort of the Blues Brothers jam, which kind of goes on over a couple of scenes and... Is fun, but maybe goes on a bit longer. And maybe if he'd been out in the world a little bit more, I think it would have been a bit funner. And Gav sort of touched on something. Kurt Russell does, I think he does clearly lift the scenes he's in. I think everyone sort of steps up a bit more when Kurt's there. But that does have, that is a double-edged sword. That also means when he's not in there, you are quite aware of it. When you're in the scenes with the child actors, again, not not it's not an awful, this isn't a Jurassic Park child acting job. You know, they, they do an all right job in it. But when <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I was also about to say, oh, uh, so so they don't actually. Do, well. do you mean Jurassic World? No, I meant Jurassic Park. I can't stand the kids. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ouch. Yeah, um, this film's shit, Ozzy. But, <laughs> but like when it, when when Kurt's not in the scene, it's a bit like, where's Kurt? What's happening? Why is Kurt still in a prison cell? Can Kurt get out of the prison cell and he can start going around the world a little bit, please? Why is Kurt Russell still in the prison cell? You know, so I, I know what Gav's saying. He does lift the mood of the scene, but there is a there is another side to that. When when he's not in there, it's not quite as good. Where's Poochie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, so one thing I'm not quite getting here is that, so we had a brief synopsis of the plot. Feels a little bit disjointed at times. This is what I'm getting from the arguments, but maybe I'm just going to throw it quickly to maybe Joel. You can answer. Is the story relatively straightforward? It's easy to follow. There's none of. There's... Um, I mean, it is easy to follow, but if you ask me to tell you the plot now and like the kind of general story, I'd probably struggle. Um, I gave you all a synopsis about like 14 minutes ago. What's I know, I, but I didn't know he would end up in prison. That's all. It just seemed a bit enough. He doesn't end up situation. in prison. He <laughs> delivers the yeah. presents in the cells. <laughs> Go to Paul and come to visit him. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Um, all right, so back to Kurt Russell. And so is Kurt Russell such a... Kurt Russell's just Kurt Russell, like... Gav absolutely loves him, but Was like, it like you, watching, you know, you know nine times out of ten, he does hit the nail on the head, and he, he does play Santa really well. Especially, um, you know, when there's been a lot of good Santa performances, he's probably better than 
a few of them, to be yeah. fair to him. So, <laughs> oh, <well>. um, <laughs> now that's a quote you can put I'm in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the all the times of performance, he's better than a few. <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice when he's not on the screen? Does it feel? It, does it, it feels like a, a silly thing to say, but you know, I d- didn't miss him when he wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah. when he was there, you're like, you know, he, he's ready. Happy, he's better yeah. than a few of these centers here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Um, does it matter that it's not original? Can you have an original film, or is it just original enough? I think it's just about original love. First of all, Kurt Russell hits the nail on the head nine times out of ten. <laughs> Eleven times out of ten, <laughs> Kurt Russell hits the nail on the head. Kurt Russell loving. But as far as it, I think there were little nuances in there. They were quite nice. Like that, Gav mentioned the elves. Uh, turning them from, like you said, not not having been played by children or anything like that, you know, having them be played uh, like little chinchilla s creatures almost. Yeah. CGI'd, of course, but CGI'd fairly well, I've yeah. got to admit, so I didn't mind that. And I thought, yeah, that was different, and they're speaking their own languages. Like, okay, this is a portrayal of Santa's elves that I hadn't seen before, so okay, there's a little bit of originality. Santa himself is quite high-tech, and they make a few jokes about him not living up to the stereotype. You know, he's quite trim. And it's like, yeah, it's, and he makes quite a few jokes about how everyone expects him to be fat and jolly. And it's just like, he's neither of those things. And he doesn't go ho, ho, ho. And he okay. makes that very clear that he, that he will not do that. <laughs> and I thought there were little tweaks like that that were quite, were quite good. Overall, it's not overly original, but it's another Santa Claus film. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. only so far you can go with it, you know. And, and sometimes going too far is not a good idea. <clears throat> Santa with muscles. <laughs> he wasn't actually Santa. He had amnesia and thought he was Santa, all right. Well, that's just as bad. <laughs> it's much worse. <laughs> I'm going to pop this one back to Joel. it was Hulk Hogan as well. <laughs> I'm going to put this one back to Joel. So, Joel, when you are sat at home and you've just had your uh, pigs in blankets and your turkey sandwich, would you uh, would you sit down and watch this? Would the thing is, for me, this? I think I think would Jen like this. I think she would, but I think it, it's quite difficult to judge Christmas films because I judge them on would I want to watch it every single year. And would you? No. Like, I watched it and enjoyed it. Maybe once every four Christmases, I would watch this film. Okay. Like the Olympics. Like the, like, yeah, like the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know how great the Olympics are. <laughs> or the World Cup. Or yeah. the World Cup, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think one out of four is uh, quite, quite good, to be honest. I mean, I know... This is coming from the man who watches Santa with muscles every single Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that meat loves Okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's actually Santa's sleigh that I watch every year, me, not Santa with muscles. All right, okay. Um, so we, let's go for some closing arguments. Is that all right, guys? Who wants to go first? Far away. Alex, please. Okay. This is an average Christmas film. I agree with a lot of what, you know, Dave, Joel and Gav are saying when they say the the good points, but it's an average Christmas film that will sit nicely in a pretty boring TV schedule. It might be a little bit better than some of the other guff you're watching during Christmas, maybe, but you're going to completely forget about it. No one's going to be talking about the Christmas Chronicles in next year or the year after. It just won't happen unless they come bring out a sequel. Maybe then but no one's going to remember it. Kurt Russell's good, but the rest of the film is too derivative without anything special to it to, to, to bring this film up to the high standards that some Christmas films have. So it's an all right film. Do go and watch it. Have some fun. But you're never going to remember this film. It's forgettable. Okay. Better than a few Santa Clauses. Better than a few, mate. Not as good as others. <laughs> Gav, name <laughs> 14 better Santa <laughs> Uh, Gav, your minute starts now. Okay, this is a really warm and enjoyable film that instantly gets you into the Christmas mood. As discussed in our film fields, it's not always easy to capture the Christmas spirit in a film. I mean, you think that it would be, but it's actually not. There have been a lot of bad Christmas films, and this is definitely not one of them. Clay Caters perfectly captures the essence of Christmas here. It is helped by a very enjoyable plot well-written characters and energetic performances throughout. This is bound to become a festive favourite for many people and it is well-deserved, to be honest, but it's the performance of Kurt Russell as Santa which will leave you wishing that it could be Christmas every day. Wow, okay. <laughs> Shit, sorry. You've got, was... you got loads of time left. You, <laughs> just, I am, you, can, just keep, you can just keep, you keep uh, on massaging Kurt, Kurt Russell <laughs> if you want. There has never been a more handsome Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. Okay. Thanks. all right guys so i felt like this should have been any a much easier task than it was but i'm really not sure now about where to land it 
I thought from the first argument that I knew where we was going, but now it's been we've had a little bit more, a bit Follow deeper going heart. on. So, um, where well, you're in luck because there's a quiz, Ozzy. As always, they're fantastic. <laughs> and the, this one's... Anyone would think this is like a, a standard a part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we say every time, I just need some time. Does anyone have anything to fill up? <laughs> uh, so, what did I tell you? Wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Wild card judge right here. <laughs> so uh, this one's a nod for you, Alex. I've called it Christmas Comes Once a Year. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so so question one: Where does the Grinch steal Christmas? Whoville. Whoville is correct. Um, what was the true love's gift on the second day of Christmas? Uh, Two turtle doves. Shit. And what else? What did Harry Potter get for Christmas in his first semester at Hogwarts? Lonely. A wand. Nimbus uh, 2000. Invisibility cloak. Oh, uh, uh, Bruce has got it. Invisibility cloak. <laughs> and spaghetti as well. Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, why do we kiss under the mistletoe? Um, because um, it's a great excuse. Oh, it's poisonous. <laughs> yeah, it's poisonous. It's That's toxic. <laughs> it's, it's associated with the goddess of love. Oh. Um, wh- what actor narrated the TV special How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Jim Carrey. TV special. Good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anthony Hopkins. Well, like the, the animated one. I'll give you three options Boris Karloff, James Stewart, or James L. Jones. James, James L. L. Jones. James Stewart. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. <laughs> 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 the only other option. Oh, okay. uh, well, how the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> okay, so why is O Come All Ye Faithful a Christmas carol, but Deck the Halls is not? Religious. Uh, yeah, religious connotations. Yeah, correct. True or false, America has an official Christmas tree. Uh, true. 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 It's, yeah, true. true. That's correct. What is it? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't have, I didn't have time to question. get the actual facts, Aussie, for fuck's sake. Who's donated by? Um, shut up. <laughs> How many times is the name Santa Claus used in the night before Christmas? Never. Not. Never. Never is correct. What country started the gift exchange tradition? Is it Greece? Italy, Israel, or the Netherlands? The Netherlands. Netherlands. Generous. Israel. Greece. Italy. Italy. Well done, Dave. Couldn't remember the other one. That was just recall. (laughs) What is the first artificial tree made out of feathers, glass, plastic, or silk? Silk, glass. Feathers. Feathers is right. (laughs) Uh, Which of the following names was not considered for Tiny Tim's character in A Christmas Carol? Little, little Larry, Puny Pete, <laughs> S- Small Sam, or Wee Willie? <laughs> <laughs> puny Pete. Yeah, Puny, puny Pete. Pete. No, Wee Willie. Yeah. Wee Willie. Wee Willie. Uh, what are hot cockles? Um, Muscles, some like weird seafood. Yeah. It's a Christmas game, apparently. Oh. True or false, Rudolph has antlers? False. false. True. 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 Oh, shit. Oh. Shit. According to CNN in 2008, the gifts for the 12 days of Christmas cost how much? Was it 35,000, 87,000, 54,000, or 201,000? 251,000, the space odyssey. 86,000. Okay, and finally, if you're born on Christmas Day, what is your star Capricorn. sign? Yep. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well played. That's right. So there you go. I reckon I will call it Even Stevens because it's Christmas. Capricorn as well. I'm a Capricorn, yeah. But you should have got that, you idiot. But I'm also well aware that. Ozzy, you are judging his film now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ozzy, yeah. yeah. I love you. Oh. <laughs> so, Ozzy, it's going on do it with Kirk Russell. Kirk. Kirk. It's Blurred Captain, Russell. Captain Kirk Russell. <laughs> Captain, Captain Russell Brand. It's the only other wrestler I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's probably loads of other Russells hurry up <laughs> we're not going to spend Russell the next Hubs. 20 minutes you thinking of different Russells <laughs> could have said Russell Crowe was he? Russell Crowe did you say Russell Hobbs isn't yeah. that like Russell the Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> the most, the most famous that. Russell you can think of is, is this <laughs> I've the kettle de- brand. I've been decorating my house. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just bought a kitchen, so I'm obviously looking at accessories at the moment. <laughs> I've actually just been doing a shopping list. I wasn't listening to the arguments at all. <laughs> um, so, you know what? I, I think this was... A, I made this a lot harder than it could have been, I think. You know, it sounds like it's... I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's verging on the good side of average. Is, uh, is is actually where, you know, to summarise basically everything, is that the direction wasn't bad. It was better than a few Santas. 
um, a cinematography inspired. A lot of Santas. <laughs> Some several we, Santas. We, <laughs> the, the actual figure of Santas that it's better than was debated, but you know we never come to an actual answer. In so yeah, to, it, it sounds like actually everyone found it relatively enjoyable. Gav's already got his jingle ready, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I'm going to just twist it right up now. It's going on the shit list. <laughs> no, it's, this is a hit. It's a, a marginal hit, I feel. I'll take it. Marginal hit. That's my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so have you got real yeah, opinions? Genuine, genuine thoughts, Alex? You know, marginal hit sort of sums it up for me. Yeah. I don't think I would have put it on the hit list, yeah. but you know, I'd have a bit of Would a you watch it again? No, uh, right. no, I've seen it. It's done. Um, but it was it was enjoyable to watch, and Kurt Russell is really good. He's having a really good time, and he and he he, he unleashes it, but not too much to make it you know yeah. weird. Uh, it, it's 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 a really fun film, and um, I think it's yeah, it, it's a marginal hit. It's just about better than average. I think okay. I would agree with you. But like, I think if it just played it a little bit, not as safe as it was playing it, I think it would be a yeah. much better film. Much okay. better film. I assume you just love it, Gav. I really, really enjoyed it, to be honest. I mean, if Kurt Russell wasn't playing Santa in it, maybe not so much, but I, I genuinely really liked it, to be fair. I did really like the two police people. I really liked them. Yeah, I thought yeah, they were really good. I thought good. the support actors, they yeah. were very funny. I, they were very watchful. And I, I really liked the, the prison bit, because some, somebody had said to me beforehand, oh, there's a bit of a weird musical number. And then when it happened, uh, Steve Van Sant, yeah. uh, you know, him and his band. Uh, oh, they are actually in They're the, like uh, kind of, you know, prisoners in the back, and they're supposed to be these like sort of murky characters. And then uh, Santa pulls out like a number of instruments, <laughs> and then they're all just brilliant on their instruments. And I thought it worked, worked really well. And, and when Alex was saying it, it flits uh, back and forth, it goes the, the next scene is the kids and uh, they're having a bit of a tough time and one of them says oh you know I can't believe that Santa's in, in prison he must you know he must be having the worst time of his, his life and then it flips back and then he's like and doing a life. piano solo and it's just really good to be honest <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like uh, 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 so Lucy you, is uh, is kind of insinuating here that I'm just I'm not <laughs> spending, <laughs> spending my time fellating Kate Russell, <laughs> which uh, oh, is, yeah. is oh, sorry, is I was true. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dave and Joel? Joel was a one in four years. What about you, Dave? Uh, it was pleasant. It was. I probably wouldn't watch it next year. No, or year I, and I wouldn't be fussed if I ever watched <laughs> it again. Okay. but it was a perfectly pleasant <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I think four is about right. I think yeah, make it okay, so make it an Olympics thing. A one in four years, okay. Yeah, but it was pleasant. It was a decent enough film. It was enjoyable and it, it, a little bit Christmassy. Made you feel a little bit Christmassy, mm. and that's all you need, isn't it? That's all you need. What would you rather watch, this or Jurassic World? This. <laughs> Just to say, do you know? In Ju- I do love Jurassic Park, but that kid in it is very irritating. The kid, you know, the boy. Uh, yeah, he's it's irritating. And... He's not necessarily bad, though. Mm. Not a bad performance. Yeah, I mean the character's meant to be annoying, and that's yeah. another episode for us. Anyway, anyway, so uh, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was The Last Jedi, which scored seven point two out of ten on IMDb. I'm going to go for the high sixes. I reckon it's just come out, so I'm going to say it's higher. I'm going to say it's like seven point four or something like that. Yeah, I'll go with seven point eight. I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say 8.3. Well, it is definitely higher than The Last Jedi. And Alex is spot on. Yeah, 7.4. Already? So, so yeah. What was the other one? 7.2? 7.2. So, I mean, Joel, you probably would agree. That's one thing that you could agree on. The, the I'd rather watch that every day than watch The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, I put it up on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list the Christmas Chronicles should be placed on. Uh, 20 votes. And... Um, it's pretty similar to, to what we've decided here. 60% deciding that it should be on the hit list, so just about. So as we said, marginal victory there. Um, so before we go on, Dave, did you have any trivia? No, you didn't. No, I had a bit no. of trivia. So a lot of <laughs> the kids... Remember when this used to be Alex's trivia section? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a lot of the kids on Santa's lists are actually uh, Kate Russell and Goldie Horn's grandchildren. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got 673 grandchildren. Um, so before we uh, call it a day, uh, we're going to have a bit of a caption contest. So what I do here is I take a screenshot of the film and put it on Twitter and ask our friends and followers to provide a caption with the funniest one winning a chocolatey frog-shaped treat. Okay, so here I've taken a screenshot of Kate Russell as Santa outstretching his arms as if to say, that's right, it's me, Kate Russell. Um, so uh, you guys have just got to pick which one is the funniest, starting with number one. Screw your Xmas, it's Snake Plissken as Santa Claus, bitches. 
Uh, number two, I know I go out every Christmas Eve, but I promise you there is nobody else. Uh, number three, okay, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. <laughs> okay. Um, that one was written just for you, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so uh, here's another one written just for me. We're going to draw a little bit of everybody's blood because we're going to find out who is the Grinch. <laughs> uh, next one, Papa's got a brand new bag. Um, yes, I'm the real shady. Uh, wait. <laughs> That was Val Kilmer. Here you go. You tell him I'm coming and I'm bringing Christmas with me. I don't know what the hell that's about. Uh, the penultimate one is I'll be your Holly Berry. Hey. And the last one is the pork chop express went belly up, so I got to make a living somehow. <laughs> okay, so I like guys, the blood one. The it's got to be Grinch blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so well that's, done to our good, good friends. It, that's Craig. It's yeah, it I is Craig it Harris. Be, uh, well done, yeah, man. I saw, uh, when I saw on uh, Facebook or Instagram when he was watching it, and he did like a story to say uh, McCready's. Uh, Doing a great job as Santa. He's put, a, he's put a, a screenshot of uh, McCready in the last scene from the thing and one from uh, the Christmas oh, right. Chronicles. <laughs> it's not half looking. Okay, so uh, just before we call it a day, I wanted to just give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends. Um, so it is the Trailer Junkies podcast. So it's two mates, Jim and Ted, talking about the latest trailers. But um, they also do a lot more. They break down the trailers and they talk about different methods, techniques, and marketing as well. Um, so it's not just informative it's really really funny as well so i definitely recommend checking them out and you can follow them on twitter as well at t junkies podcast so as that episode was going on the next film to be put on trial has been pulled out of the hat and it is spider-man into the spider-verse so they've also been picked out of random and in the role of defense is joel in the role of prosecution is alex in the roles of character witnesses are Ozzy and Dave, and in the role of Judge is me. So looking forward to that one, guys. We'll have a Films on Trial day out of the cinema without me. Yeah, um, it's going to be the best day out we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the most peaceful one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just to say thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode. Really, really appreciate all of the support. If you want to listen to any of our future content, Check us out on any podcasting platform or our website, filmsontrial.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter, at Film Trials. You can recommend any film for us to put on trial and we will eventually get round to it. Also, check out our good friends and collaborators, Austin Ray and Winston Sang. That's our music producer and graphic artist, respectively, at Aussie Ray and at the underscore quirks. And just follow us on any and all social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. We're there. We love it. So thank you very much, everybody. The Christmas Chronicles is on the hit list, just about and we will be in your ears next week with spider-man into the spider-verse thank you goodbye Bye.